Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Hey everyone, welcome back to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob and Reese is here with me. And today we're talking about going all in and giving up sin for eternal life. So this is a, an exciting podcast. Last time we talked a little bit about sin, so now you have a good... So sin is where we miss the mark. It's where we, we infringe on what, what God had planned for us. We infringe on his commandments. So that's what really separates us from God. God wants to draw us closer and we say, no, I'm going to do it my way. So we learned a lot about that last lesson, Reese. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you a question, and it's this. What promises does sin give, and, and do they ever come to pass? <laughs> so I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but sin promises us some things, and, and what, how does it end? Uh, I, I think, um, I guess sin, like just sin in general. Uh, yeah. according to the Bible, because, <laughs> uh, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but sin, uh, whenever we're tempted by something, um, it, it actually holds a lot of empty promises because just the flesh or lusts of the flesh, um, not speaking necessarily about sexual lusts, but you could lump that in there. Um, the things of this world and the things of our flesh promise uh, satisfaction and like contentment and peace. But when we try and do those things on our own or in the flesh or even sinful things that are supposed to satisfy us, like I guess that's where you could throw in like immoral relationships and sexual lust and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also like just personal gain the pride of life, like those things are supposed to satisfy us, but they ultimately don't. And that's why the Bible says that really the only, the only thing that sin gets you is death. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I really wanted to ask that question because we're looking for true answers. And so many times we get convinced that sin is going to really make it work for us. Mm-hmm. And we give into it and it, it just lets us weigh down. And in fact, leaves us in a worse state than when we started. Yeah. So I'll read that scripture that that you uh, mentioned. It's Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's where the that's where the real promise is. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of listening to the the promises that sin puts out there that are empty, we ought to listen to the promises of Jesus. Yeah, because we will get eternal life as a result. So I had a, I, I have a, I have a question for you since we're talking about sin a little bit. Um, I have recently started a new Bible study with someone with a friend, and one thing that this this individual was asking me, uh, well, first it started off sh- this person asked is cussing a sin because hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we we started talking about um sin and repentance right and we were talking about uh the acts 238 message and going through acts chapter one and acts chapter two and we got to the point where we're talking about repentance and 
of course, like to somebody who's not in church, they don't know what repentance or baptism or being filled with the Holy Ghost really is. They just don't know. So we kind of started to break down repentance and we talked about sin. So that's kind of where the question came, is cussing yeah. a sin? And the way that I answered it, because um, I just felt inspiration from the Lord, was if you have to ask me that question, you probably already know the answer. <laughs> and I, I just said, ask God. What do you think God would say about it? Yeah. Because I try to be really careful about giving people like do's and don'ts. Obviously, the Bible is the roadmap of our life. And if they have questions, I'm more than happy to talk about it. But it's so much more than just do this, don't do that. Then you're living for God. Then you'll go to heaven. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than that. Right. So that's the way I answered it. And it's like the old WWJD thing. Yeah. You know, that was like kind of an old now. It's kind of like an old Christian thing. Mm -hmm. But it's so true. Yeah. And that's what I brought up is like, well, do you think Jesus would say words like that? You know what came to mind for me was where the word says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. So we, we also talked about that scripture about corrupt communication. Hmm. Don't let corrupt. And, and it was more than just cussing. Right. And that's yeah. that's kind of where I expanded it to was like was more than just like bad words. It's like being lewd and vulgar and being hateful with the way you talk. It's like mm -hmm. any of that stuff. Uh, to me is considered a sin, you know. Right. Anything that would, I, I'm I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of our Lord. Mm -hmm. Anything that he would make a face at or say, right. uh, that, that doesn't represent me well. Right. That's something that we won't be giving him glory for mm -hmm. if we go that route. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing about sin, um, it's, it does bring pleasure for a season. Mm -hmm. And there's a scripture on that I want to read. It's Hebrews 11, 25. Uh, I'll read 24 first. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Mm. So that's a really good scripture. It says, yeah, there is pleasure in sin for a season, Right. But if you deny it, there's so much more that's promised. That's that abundant life Jesus talks about. Yes. Denying our flesh and living for him. Right. Right. Yeah, because you're right. And think about um, think about it. Like when I remember there was a time in my life where I was struggling with, um, I guess I'll just say it to remove the stigma, but I was struggling with... Uh, pornography right like most young men do and I remember like there's the guilt that comes along with it though you know like sure it might be pleasurable or whatever to our flesh but it was always a very short time and then immediately it's like guilt and shame I've been there immediately yeah and it's it's just it's amazing how uh it's, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's but. this ever-pressing desire, and it gets so strong, and then it's like you never get it met, and then there's just this great guilt of, oh, it wasn't worth it. Exactly. And I'm horrible, and now and I think that goes everything's back to, ruined. Yeah, that goes back to the other point with, like, the pro the empty promises of sin. Yeah. And Pastor actually mentioned this last 
last Sunday, I think, is where uh, we're met with that temptation. And, you know, it's like inviting us. It's like the enemy's inviting us. Yeah, come on, you know, you'll enjoy this. You'll like this. And then you do it. And then, like, the script gets flipped on you. Mm-hmm. And now the accuser comes and is like, well, look at you. You're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to live whatever. Look what you just did. And it's such a uh, it's such a horrible trap to be stuck into. And a lot of people get stuck in that. Right. Right. Yeah. That reminds me. I heard um, about a guy who could see things in the spirit. And he was talking about how there was someone who would go get drunk. And he said that he would see like a demon behind him in church who was just like shaming him, like mm. waving a bottle yeah. in front of him saying, see, you did this. You're Dude, a mess. That is so messed up. And then afterwards it's like, he's trying to tempt him to do it again. And it's just yeah. this cycle that gets downward spiral. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's horrible. So there's this really good quote that I'm sure you've heard Reese. It's, uh, I, I did a little research and I saw it was by Robbie Zacharias. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. Oh, isn't that so true? Man, sin just, it takes advantage of you. Mm-hmm. It does, man. So, focusing on the flip side. Mm-hmm. So, salvation, what it promises, it actually delivers. And this is so exciting, I think. They're, the full inheritance is the next life, heaven. Mm -hmm. But right now, we have an earnest of our inheritance. And I'm going to read that scripture right now while it's still fresh. What's the earnest of our inheritance, Reese? Uh, That's the, um, actually in Spirit Life, Sister Calhoun said it's so great that that's the eternity we get to experience now, which is um, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, that the spirit that we get to be with even while we're here on the earth. Yeah, perfect. Because it's just a taste of heaven. Right. Yeah, that's in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. I'll read that. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. So that Holy Spirit is that, that earnest of our inheritance. Mm-hmm. I think it's the engagement way, engagement ring that we put on before we go to, before the church is in the marriage supper of the lamb mm-hmm. with Christ. So I, I got really distracted by the way you said ring. <laughs> <laughs> you almost unintentionally made a princess bride <laughs> reference. <laughs> have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Do you have the wing? <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, literally what I heard in my head. Not the one but, <laughs> ring that rules them all. <laughs> We're just full of movie references tonight. Uh, but yes, you're right. The engagement ring before the, the marriage supper. It's that little bit of, of heaven that we get to experience here. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bible talks about heaven and how we'll just be in the presence of God forever, uh, you know, um, for all of eternity. And when we have the Holy Ghost, we get to experience what it's like to be in the presence of God um, in our day to day while we're here on the earth. Yeah, yeah. So we're, I'm really trying to gear this up to our upcoming podcast, which mm-hmm. is really the, the nuts and bolts of 
how do we make that happen? Mm-hmm. How do we how do we strive for that inheritance? How do we get the earnest of our inheritance? Yeah. So I'm excited for those things coming up. Now check this out though. How do you deal with this kind of mindset or this kind of like perspective on God? Because this is what I'm dealing with right now uh, with some other people that have questions. Um, one person, we were talking about repentance and they said that they tried repentance after the day mm-hmm. after we talked about it, right? Um, and they they said that they felt like they had to repent for every like name and confess every little ev- just everything they've ever done in their life that they felt like went against what God would want them to do, and they felt like if they missed anything, mm. that was God's excuse to send them to hell. Mm. How do you deal with that perspective towards God? Mm. Wow. Yeah, that that's a tough one. I I found just for me personally, I had confessed things that I knew about, and then recently the Lord exposed things in my life that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So that that's exactly the same thing. Of oh, I've repented, but I missed. I didn't even see these things that weren't what God wanted. So that's that's where. God's grace has to cover things that we don't know. And when we speak his name, mm-hmm. that's when he covers everything. Right. When we really start to give him ourself. Yeah. That's what I would say. Mm, that's a good answer. So basically we sat down and talked about it. <clears throat> and uh, I offered, well, let's just repent together. I repent every day. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. You know, I've been filled with his spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues, but that does not mean that I'm perfect. So we prayed a prayer of repentance and I wasn't like, you know, repeat after me and then you're going to be saved. It was, you you can talk to God like this, right? And I just prayed. I repented the way I normally repent, which is God, forgive me for anything I've ever, I've thought, I've said, or I've done that goes against your word. And I pray that you would show me Show me the mm. things that I've done mm. that that are not the way you want me to live. Yeah. Reveal it in my heart so I can repent for it. Because I'm all for, like, yeah, if there's things like specific sins that we can think of confessing it to God, 100%. But then all the other stuff, like what you're talking about, that we don't think about, that's why I say, God, forgive me for what I've said, what I've thought, and what I've done that goes against your word, and show me those things. I think that's really good. And, and we, that, that's how we repented. Mm. Yeah. And then we started talking about the Holy Ghost. Cause I'm like, Hey, might as well get the Holy Ghost. You, you done repented. You got, you know, you asked God for forgiveness. So. Right. Right. And then we prayed a little bit for the Holy Ghost. But, mm. but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Cause, um, once your heart is repentant, then the Lord's spirit can just fill you right away right. and he'll give you that power to walk above sin he'll give you that strength to to deny those things and he'll even take away urges at times mm-hmm. when you when you submit to him all the way yeah sometimes it's right away at a snap of a finger oh the the urge is gone i'm no longer addicted to this substance and then for other times and other people it's um it's a push and yep. he allows us to experience that um that discipline and and 
He has a purpose for it. I'll tell you when God was like pulling me out of some junk. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. I was, I prayed for that too. I was like, God, just take it away from me. Cause you know, I don't want these temptations in my life. And I kind of felt like, um, when I read that thing that Paul talked about the thorn in his flesh and mm-hmm. God just kept saying, my grace is sufficient. I don't know what Paul was dealing with. There's tons of theories about it, but I kind of felt like that. I was like, God, just take it away from me. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to struggle anymore. I, I want to live a pure life. And it felt like God was just telling me my grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing. I'll help you. I'll give you strength. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Yeah. So there's a, another scripture I wanted to read in it. It's a parable. It's in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. It's the parable of the great treasure. So let me turn there real quick. Matthew 13:44 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hides, and for the joy thereof goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So I think of eternal life and the truth. When we find that, it's worth everything. It's worth giving up everything we are for the Lord. So there's a, the Bible also talks about you can be a slave to sin or a slave to Christ. Mm-hmm. You are one or the other. But one has a promise of eternity and one doesn't. So yeah. I thought this um, parable was good just because it's it's worth it. It's yeah. worth taking the plunge. It's worth giving up, you know, those pleasures of sins for a season mm-hmm. for the hope of eternal glory. Right. It is because when we go back to talking about the promises that, that sin um, offers us of satisfaction and peace and, you know, whatever, success, all this stuff. They're really empty promises. But when we talk about salvation, when Jesus says, you can live an abundant life, you can have treasures in heaven, you can go to heaven and be with God forever, those aren't empty promises. Those are things that will actually happen. Right. As long as we're living for God and not for our flesh. When we walk in the spirit, we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then that allows the fruit of the Spirit, which we've talked about on an, on another episode, another podcast. It allows those to be at work in our life, which include peace, joy, love, the things that sin tries to promise us. Mm-hmm. But the Spirit really promises those things and really delivers on those things. And then just as an added benefit, you get to live a, a great life on the earth not meaning, you know, not prosperity doctrine, not meaning you're never going to get sick and but with purpose you're going to have in mind. Money. Right. Yeah. You you can have the fruit of the spirit no matter what's going on in your life. That's mm-hmm. what I mean to say. Yeah. While you're here on the earth, but then you also have a destination. Right. A purpose. Uh, you know, a place that you're going to end up with Jesus forever that's going to have no sickness, no pain, no disease. It'll just be worshiping God forever. Yeah. And being in his presence forever. Yeah. Our our time right now here on earth is choosing our eternity. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the eternity that we're choosing on the path that we are on right now. Right. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, I was thinking with this promise of eternity and 
and heaven, the world will say, prove it, and I'll believe it. Mm -hmm. But God says, believe it, and I'll prove it. <laughs> That's so, good. Yeah, I thought, that, I thought that was pretty good. Because like that, like you can, if you don't know about the Holy Spirit, you've never experienced it, you can say, I don't believe it, especially if you don't prove it. But mm -hmm. once you experience it, it's like, okay, I can't say a thing yep. now. Right. Here it is. I I know the spirit's real. Mhm. Mm yeah. I've gotten I I got questioned when <laughs> when I was talking to my friend about the Holy Ghost. And I read Acts chapter 2 when they're in the upper room, sound from heaven, all that stuff, read it in the New King James so they could understand, but Yeah. Uh emphasize the part that talks about and they spake with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Emphasize right. that. And this is what this person said. You're telling me when I get the Holy Ghost that, hey, they were claiming it. When I get the Holy Ghost, they claimed it. That's good. But they said, when I get the Holy Ghost, I'm going to talk in a language that I don't know. You know what my response was to that? You sure will. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Right. That's God's sign that he has filled you with his spirit. It doesn't make any worldly sense. But we've exactly. seen God do it over and over. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about just how, um, a little bit about how, like, oh, that's my daughter coming in here. Hi. <laughs> but talked a little bit about um, how God is the only one that can receive the glory at that time. Yeah. Like, you can't make yourself yeah. talk in tongues. Nobody can coach you into talking in tongues. Uh, and, and if somebody can teach you how to talk in tongues and you're just doing this repeat after me thing, it ain't real anyways. But it's God receives the glory. So you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has done something miraculous in your life. Yeah. So there is an eternity to look forward to. Right. And we'll that's talk more sure. about the Holy Ghost in a couple podcasts. But. Yep. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. And I hope you all have a wonderful night. And God bless you. And keep seeking for true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.